What's up, guys, and welcome to the We Believe Golden State Warriors Basketball Podcast, a sports ethos presentation. I'm your host, Sam Orlick. Listeners, please take a moment and follow at EthosFantasyBK on Twitter, the single most dominant basketball and fantasy news feed on Earth. Get all your news in one handy Twitter feed. It's faster than the competition and provides more analysis, too. Again, that's at EthosFantasyBK on Twitter. Follow now. So today is a very special day. We are going to be talking about Stephen Curry, who last night set the all-time most three-point makes in NBA history, a very historic and emotional moment, as well as breaking down some of the recent games that the Warriors have played at Indiana and at Madison Square Garden versus the New York Knicks, as well as um, a look ahead to some of the games on their upcoming schedule. So, without any further ado, let's dive right into it. But first, Stephen Curry. I mean, has there been a more transformative player in the NBA to this day and time? And I think the answer is no. Sure, we've had, um, you know, the NBA has had a rich history filled with very influential players. And I'm not going to go down the list. Um, There's too many to name. There's too many greats but the way in which Steph Curry has changed the game is unlike what anyone else has ever done you see today the modern day NBA offense is built around the three-point shot which is really all about Curry Um, he pulls up from anywhere on the floor and is lethal we've seen him make half-court shots 40-foot threes 70-foot threes it really doesn't matter And the degree of difficulty in which he shoots these threes, these aren't wide open catch and shoots. In fact, it's funny. He, he seemingly, he seemingly struggles more on the wide open threes than when he's got the ball in his hand and the defender on his hip and the pump fake reload step back. Those seem to be uh, more accurate than the wide open ones, but the, it's the way in which that Curry is able to, and the efficiency in which he's able to convert on these long ball three-point shots that have just made him such an amazing player, so important to the NBA, so important to the Golden State Warriors, who, you know, really have to give a lot of thanks to the Minnesota Timberwolves going back to 2009, who decided to take not one pick, but two picks, Ricky Rubio and Johnny Flynn, with the number four and number six picks respectively and let Curry drop all the way to number eight. So thank you, Minnesota. Um, The Warriors franchise would not be the same had we not landed Stephen Curry and the NBA would not be anywhere near the game it is today from just the way in which offenses are run, the way in which defenses have to scramble, the way in which that Everything is now outside. You, t- you look at the NBA in the 80s and 90s. It was a big man's game. Everything was inside, and it's completely changed. And now we see all of these stretch forwards. It's all about size and athleticism, this positionless basketball. And really all of that is 
the result of what Stephen Curry has done to the game, which is make the three-point shot that much more important and require opposing teams around the league to adapt or die. And, and that's really been the narrative and story is teams going out to rebuild and figure out, okay, how do we get three-point shooters on our team? How do we get these athletic wings who can um, you know, defend one through five as well as shoot from outside. And it's been it's been really interesting and enjoyable to watch the, the league and the game change over time. I never get tired of watching Stephen Curry play, as I'm sure all the Warriors fans out there feel the same way. Every time he has the ball, you just think, you know, any shot that he puts up, it, it's going in, or at least it has a chance to go in. That On any given night, he has a chance to go off for 60 just the fact that, you know, in talking about the three-point record and how sensationalized it was and, and in the media and everything and how much attention he was getting as he got close. And going back to the game in Portland at home where he was 16 threes away from passing um, Ray Allen and just the fact that going into that Portland game, people we're almost half expecting Curry to hit 16 threes in that game itself to take the record then and there, which would have beaten Clay Thompson's most three-point makes in a single uh, regular season game at 15. I mean, that in and of itself speaks to the respect that Steph Curry has from the basketball community and uh, players alike. Just the fact that we think, hey, you know, why not? This guy could make 16 threes in a game. It's never been done before, but if anyone's going to do it, it's going to be him. So just wanted to take a moment and recognize the achievements of Stephen Curry, the impact he's had um, in NBA across the world for the Warriors. It just cannot be, it cannot be understated enough. He is a great person. He does his part in the community. He is a great role model. You know, when you watch him play this season, especially with the different substitution pattern, you know, you'll see Curry being the biggest cheerleader when anyone else on the Warriors is going off or having success. And that really just speaks to the culture of the Golden State Warriors that it's not his, you know, it is his team, but, but any, you know, he's pulling for everyone to be successful because at the end of the day, it's about winning. It's about guys getting better and improving and you really see that truly authentically that curry genuinely wants his teammates to be better he wants them to succeed at and and that's that's really special that's not something that you see across a lot of franchises that's not something you see across a lot of players in a league where you know, a lot of players are arguably grossly overpaid and you've got a lot of guys who, you know, aren't necessarily caring about the win-loss record or just chasing the box scores, chasing the next salary or payday. And that's not Curry at all. He's just as happy, you know, going off for 20 assists as he is scoring 50 as he is locking up the opposing team's point guard and holding them you know, to a bad night. So again, props to Steph Curry. You know, I think this record is going to stay for some time. He's got a lot of years left in the tank, so we'll see 
you know, how many threes he makes when it's all said and done. You know, I think it's safe to say he's going to eclipse 3,000, uh, maybe four. We'll see. 3,500. Who knows? Um, but yeah, Stephen Curry, one of the all-time greats, arguably maybe one of the greatest players of all time. I think we'll have to wait and see um, how the tail end of his career goes before we can make definitive statements like that. But at least... He certainly has the potential to, right? I mean, Curry has the potential for anything, and that's the whole point. He is one of the most special, generational, transformative players in the NBA of all time. All right, back to the Golden State Warriors. Warriors records currently at 23-5. and They're still in first, still first in defensive efficiency, and... You know, just wanted to take a minute to talk about the last two games at Indiana and at New York. And and these were gutsy wins. These, the Warriors have been struggling lately, uh, not from the defensive end, but really offensively. The threes aren't dropping. You know, I think Curry was chasing the, the record for sure, and it showed. Um, you know, going back to Portland, he was... He was hunting threes for sure, and, and you could see that it was taking a lot out of the team, the, his teammates, and and the offensive flow, it wasn't quite there. I mean, sure, the Warriors were running their normal sets, getting easy looks at the rim, but the three balls just weren't dropping. The ball movement was missing at times or, or even overpassing at times. It seems like opposing defenses have kind of locked in. They're starting to recognize the warrior sets they're starting to recognize the guys who don't necessarily want to be jacking up threes like andre Iguodala or Toscato anderson who are a little bit more pass first mentality and um you know depending on the teams that we play guys are lurking in the passing lanes and they've been capitalizing so it's been difficult at times for the warriors offense to generate points but it's really been the defense that's held them in games allowed them to get to the fourth quarter, get to the end game scenario, and then execute and close out. So especially in Indiana, a game where it seemed like nothing was going right for the Warriors, a very gutsy two-point win. Kavon Looney, you know, maybe one of the best shots of his career with the offensive rebound put back to take the lead, and then a very strong final possession to close it out defensively and hold off the Indiana Pacers for a win. To talk more about these offensive struggles, when we're looking at three-point percentage and free-throw percentage, going back to Indiana, 8 of 30 from three, 27%, and 10 of 14 from the free-throw line, that's 71%. But 42 out of 84 from the field overall, that's 50%. So 20 27% from three, but 50% from the field. It just really speaks to how this team isn't just threes. It's so much more than that. All of the motion and, and backdoor cutting and open looks at the rim, even on a night when it seems like nobody can hit a three, you still look up and the team's shooting 50% from the field. Moving on to the game in New York, again talking about percentages, much better from three, 15 of 40, 37.5%, and 20 out of 27 from the line, although it's a little weighted because Poole hit 13, 
and 35 out of 77 from the field, that's 45.5%. So the shooting was a little bit better in New York. New York's pretty stingy defensively. But the three-point woes, you know, Iggy was 0 of 4, Damian Lee was 1 of 4, Poole was 0 for 6, Curry was 5 of 14. Bielitsa surprisingly hit four threes. He was ready to play on the big stage in Madison Square Garden on a night when Curry took the record. He was striping them. So, you know, the Warriors are going to need to shoot threes and make them, especially, you know, when it comes to playoff time and when you go up against the better teams. The Iggy Lee pool and others are going to be consistently left open, especially as the season drags on and teams really start to game plan for the Warriors. Those are the guys that got to convert on their threes. Curry's going to get his. I think Clay Thompson going to get back is going to really change things. But you need you need the shooting to come from everyone, or else there's going to be issues. The offensive issues are going to continue, and so you know for a team that definitely has the dna of taking and making a lot of threes you just really like to see especially from like damian lee and jordan pool those guys you know pool's shown that he's been a little streaky from three uh but damian lee was one of the most consistent warriors to start off the season um he you know has been in and out of the lineup for various reasons so i think he's struggling to get his rhythm back but i'd really like to see him be kind of a more lockdown 40 percent three-point shooter because that would be really important for the Warriors to have a guy like that come off the bench and be able to convert consistently. Um, you know, Iguodala has shown that, you know, at this point in his career, he's not a lockdown shooter, but does so much more than that. He's going to always get open looks from three. Same with Draymond. And so it's important that those guys can be a little bit more accurate from three. Obviously the Warriors were still able to win, but I just wanted to kind of highlight the fact that A, you know, the Warriors are still the best team in the league. B, even though they're the best team, they're struggling offensively. At times it's hard to watch between the turnovers, the missed threes, and not being able to convert. But then C, their defense is number one, so even when all that's happening, they're still able to go out and execute and win games against good teams too indiana and new york these aren't you know these aren't bottom feeders detroit pistons houston rockets okc thunder type teams these are you know middle of the pack playoff bound talented teams hey guys so i just wanted to take a minute to let you know that we have a brand new daily fantasy partner at sports ethos thrive fantasy Prop up with Thrive Fantasy on their mobile app or at thrivefantasy.com. Use code ETHOS when you sign up to get a 100% deposit match bonus on your first deposit up to 100 bucks, plus either two or four free game tickets to play. Pick player props on the biggest names playing every night, score points when your props hit, and the players with the most points win a share of the nightly prize money and check out our sports ethos dfs team or podcast for advice on winners again that code is ethos over at thrivefantasy.com all right so we talked about steph curry we talked about some of the recent shooting woes and you know who some of the main contributors are there 
but I did just want to mention a few side points. You know, one being still no update on real update on Wiseman or Clay Thompson. You know, I think you know we're we're we are approaching Christmas, but not much has been said about Clay. There was rumors that he could play before Christmas, so that's going to be interesting to see in the upcoming games. James Wiseman is still looking like 2022 without much news to share there. Also, I just wanted to take a minute to talk about Jonathan Kaminga. In this recent stretch of games, he is again earning the trust of Steve Kerr. He's only getting out there for 5 to 10 minutes a night, but when he's out there, he looks really good. He's being productive. He's being aggressive. He had a couple very nice finishes attacking the rim against New York a couple times where he just took it right into the teeth of the defense and was able to finish. Defensively, they threw him out there against Randall and Sabonis. And you just love to see that. This kid is going to be a big part of the Warriors' future defensively and offensively. He just has athleticism and and a different type of game than anyone else on the team. And so that's really great to see. Uh, Steve Kerr says he deserves more minutes. We'll see how that works out. You know, just because he deserves it doesn't mean he gets it at the end of the day. We are chasing wins, so love to see that from Kaminga. Hope that he can keep that up, and maybe he turns into a 10-minute-a-night kind of guy, and that would be great for the Warriors to get that defensive intensity, give Draymond a blow. You know, Toscano Anderson has had some bright moments for sure, but I think that, you know, we can we can reasonably say that Kaminga's ceiling is significantly higher than Toscano Anderson's as much as I love JTA. And I think that he situationally can have a big impact for the Warriors. He's a big energy spark plug guy off the bench, especially in a game where maybe Draymond rests or gets ejected or gets into foul trouble. He can very seamlessly play that um, point of attack forward distributor type guy whereas Kaminga is really your put your head down get to the rim type bruiser and so you know they have different play styles for sure but I just like what I'm seeing from Kaminga thus far also you know Andrew Wiggins continues to look really aggressive and really dialed in his three-point shot continues to be accurate career high from three this season and he's getting so many looks at the rim as well, which is really great. The free throw shooting continues to be a struggle for him. I don't think that's really going to change. Gotta love what this is going to mean when Clay Thompson comes back and there's even more space to operate in. But Wiggins has been a really big part of the Warriors' success. You see him in this featured uh, rolling to the rim type role, and he is flourishing. So that's really nice to see. I hope that Wiggins shooting continues because it's been really important, especially in this recent 3-1 run for the Warriors. So looking ahead to the upcoming schedule, the Warriors are going to play at Boston and at Toronto and then home against Sacramento and Memphis. So a couple tough opponents coming up. Um, our little East Coast road trip continues. 
you'd really like to see the Warriors finish strong here and close it out on the road. Boston's definitely no pushover, nor is Toronto. These are going to be very tough matches, so let's hope that the three-point shooting woes can be closer to New York than they were in Indiana, for sure. Would like to see, you know, some of the others go better than one for four from three. I really hope the free throw shooting can get rectified, but we'll see how that goes. And that's it for today. So quickly, before we sign off, I want to also remind you that we have a coupon, HoopBall20 at manscaped.com for 20% off your order and free shipping. And also to check out our pals at mybookie.ag. Use code HoopBall on the third page of sign up to unlock deposit match bonuses there as well. So thank you so much for tuning in, guys. This has been the We Believe Golden State Warriors basketball podcast, a sports ethos presentation. Again, I'm Sam Orlick, and you can follow me on Twitter at SDOrlick. Let's go, Dubs. We'll catch you for the next one. Thanks for stopping by.